0: Under the blood, I tell you what what will hold somebody down in the bondage and 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 even after they've been delivered by you know because of salvation they've been delivered, but will hold you down, child of God in bondage is you listening to the old sleuth foot telling you everything you can't be and you ignoring everything that God said you are in him amen I tell you what i I don't know about you, but i've got to remind myself sometimes that i'm I'm so unworthy and the devil would like nothing more for me to just to sit down and quit the ministry. And you say, preacher, would that ever happen this week? Just this week. I mean, I could, I could show it to you. Two days ago, gentlemen, I went to seminary with posted on Facebook said, pray for me, I'm quitting the ministry for good. Don't know what happened. But more than likely, the devil has come by his way and told him how he's so unworthy to even mount a pulpit to open up God's Word. That's a preacher who has sold out his life for ministry. His whole identity is wrapped up in serving the Lord. And he's probably forgotten that whatever it is that needs to be dealt with is under the blood. Child of God, whatever it is that needs to be dealt with, it's under the blood. you just got to be reminded, amen. Hey, the gospel does more than just save. It reminds you of what you once was Amen. And I tell you what, I've learned I've learned more about sin since I've been saved. And I found myself over and over again at an altar begging God to forgive me, and he done it every time. And every time I've been reminded it is under the blood. I go and meet people on my day to day and I and I sit in rooms with people on a day to day and I'm thinking, God, why would you call me? I'm just an old hick out of Henrietta, just old country boy out of mountains. Why in the world would you call me? God, I'm so unworthy, but I remember that day that I surrendered and I sold out to God. And I bowed on my knees and cried, Lord, you are holy. And God, I don't have nothing of my life, but God, if you'll take something, Lord, do something with my life. And He has given me a successful life. And if you'll do that this morning, you'll learn how to live a successful life. Because we have this idea of what a successful life looks like. But any kind of life that you're trying to live without the hand of God on it is destined for failure. That's my whole point of this message. I know I'm not going to get through all, but praise God, I might make it through a sub-point, amen, but I'm going to give you what God's given me. Philippians, i got to find it myself. God help me, I'm full of the Holy Ghost this morning. Philippians chapter number 3, if you have your place, say amen. 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 Stretch your legs for a moment. We're going to read God's Word and we're going to get the message. How many come looking for help this morning? If you'll stand for the reading of God's word, God help us this morning. Philippians 3, starting in verse 10. That I may know him. Do you know him? And the power of his resurrection. Do you have his power? And the fellowship of his sufferings. Being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect. But I follow After, Are you following after the Lord this morning? If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Next two verses. Brethren, are you saved this morning? If you are, He's talking to you. I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. Number one this morning. We're going to jump right into it. You want to live a happy, successful life? Number one, you must forget your life before you were saved. I mean, the verse verse does say, forgetting those things which are behind. You're going to have to remember what you were so you can forget about it. You've got to take a look back. At what you were before you were saved. As a reminder of where you came from. So you don't go back out and live like a lost man. And too many times we fail to forget about it. Child of God, it isn't always just in the stance of salvation. Even as a Christian, we'll go through the valleys. And we've learned that God is the God of the hilltop. Just like he's the God down in the valleys. We've walked through it. We've been through it. But sometimes it's best if we just forget the pain of those valleys because God is so much greater than that pain. If you want to live a happy and successful life, that's what it's going to take. You see, God, there are some things that God does want us to remember. He wants us to remember what He saved us from. i use this example this morning from the book of Exodus chapter number 3. The book of Exodus chapter number 3 verse 7 and 8. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. Hey, you've been in that affliction. Whenever you were dead in trespasses and sin. You were in that affliction. I'm talking about you were in that pain and you were in that agony and you were in misery. You didn't know which way was up. You didn't know which way was down. You didn't know if he was coming. You didn't know where you was going. You were lost. You were wandering around aimlessly. You were lost. You didn't know where to go because the affliction was coming from all sides. And next thing you know, you realize the affliction is inside your own heart. You're afflicted. Sin will afflict you. It will hurt you. And here the example is the Lord has said, I've seen your afflictions. I've seen you waller in your own pit and in your own misery. I have seen you. I've surely seen. That means I've watched intently. I watched you wander around aimlessly. I watched you try to do it your way and make a way out. And all you do is keep returning back to the pit. And what you started at, you go off and you think you've got a little bit of happiness. But you do not have joy, unspeakable joy of the Lord. He said, I've seen it, and you're in your affliction, and you're in your sin, and you're in your bondage, and you're trying to find a way out. The Lord is the only way out. And everybody's trying to make a way out without the Lord. I've certainly seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry." Oh, being in sin, it'll hurt. And you might not do it publicly. You'll try to put a front on. You'll try to wear a mask. You'll try to hide your face from God. Just like they did in the garden whenever the original sin happened and they fell from the presence of the Lord. You'll do the exact same thing. And whenever you're not in the presence of God, soon enough you'll find yourself in affliction of sin because the devil will come by your way and tempt you. He said, I've seen the affliction. I've heard their cry. I know their sorrows. He knows all about it. You say, would the, would the God of heaven really invest in me? Well, the Word of God says, yes, He does. Does, the word, does God really know my my mind, yes, He does. He knows your sorrows. He knows your sin. He knows your affliction. He knows your burden. He knows all about it. And God wants us to remember that time when we were lost and undone, whenever we were uh, wayward. He wants us to be reminded. Why? Because of the next verse in chapter 8 And I've come down. <laughs> Woo, don't miss this. I am come down mm. Hey he said, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them out of that land unto a land a good land enlarged unto a land flowing with milk and honey, the place of the Canaanites. This was a place of rest. He said, I've seen you sinner. Lay in your sin. And I'm going to come down and I'm going to deliver you out of your sin. I'm going to take you to heaven with me when you die. But while you're on earth, I'm going to put you in a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to put you in that Canaan land. I'm going to give you life and life more abundantly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The benefits of being born again happens on this side too. I'm talking about God saved us from our sin. You do realize that if you were to die in your sin and not have a relationship with Christ, you would, in fact, go to hell. It is a literal place. It's a place of weeping, of gnashing of teeth. It's a place of torments. It's a place where the worm dieth not. And so many people are going to hell today. Hey, let me say this much. If you don't want to end up as a, as a, as a sermon illustration, get right with God. Because I'm about to use a sermon illustration in my day-to-day life. I sat down with a man this week. Looked him in his eyeballs from here to about the other side of them flowers. Looked him in the eyeballs, he had a bunch of questions. I gave him a bunch of scripture for the answer. The Bible says, quote, What about this, the Bible says, quote, What about this, the Bible says, quote, Another man walks in the room. This man grew up 600 miles away from me. We don't know one another that well. He asked this man the same questions. He gave him the exact same answers with the exact same scriptures. That's what the Holy Ghost will do. God was on that boy. And I looked at him. And he says, Pastor, I don't want to give up my lifestyle. I've got a Duramax diesel, I've got these nice boats. I'm going to be at the strip club tonight with my wife drinking alcohol off of her body. I don't want to give it up. That's what he said. Don't get nervous. I'm just preaching. I looked him in the eyeballs. I said, brother, if you were to die today, where would you go? I don't know. Yeah, you do. I'd go to hell. Brother, you ain't got to. That's your choice. I don't want to give up my lifestyle, Pastor. That's your choice. Hey, that might not be you this morning, but there's something in your life that you don't want to get rid of. And it's hindering you, from coming into the presence of Almighty God, whether you're saved or not, is stopping you from being all the way in and to enter in the presence of God. I'm not talking about heaven. I'm talking about getting right there, sitting in his lap, looking at God in his spiritual eyeballs and telling him all about it. There's something in your life this morning. And God saves you from some things. He'll save you from sin. This man has been around me for three weeks. I've not once, no, not once ever pushed my religion down his throat. But whenever the Holy Ghost is upon somebody and he's in the room with somebody, I ain't even got to preach a blessed word. The Holy Ghost is going to show up and show him his need for a Savior and convict his heart. And that's when the preacher opens his mouth in a loving way. And tell him he don't have to go to hell. I didn't say repeat after me. I didn't lead him in some kind of sinner's prayer. Because he has to change his life. I told him specifically to repent. And to turn from his wicked ways. And turn unto the Lord. That's all I said. And that is the choice he has to make. Beloved can I say this morning. You may be the best uh, Christian there ever was, but I'm sure that there's something in your life that you know, you know it's a habitual sinner. You know you should get rid of it. And it's time that you repent, turn it over to God, and give it to the Lord. If not, you will not live a happy and successful life. You just won't do it. You'll be miserable in your salvation. <clears throat> Try that on for size. And I know a lot of folks that's miserable in their salvation. The reason why we forget we're even saved is because we don't purge out that sin. That means to replace it with something good. I don't know a whole lot about lines, but I do know this. If I want something to get out of a line, I gotta purge it with something. Hey, you wanna get misery out of your life? You gotta get that sin out, and you gotta purge it with the good grace of God, honey. Hey, it's the only thing that's gonna bring you joy in this life. It's the only thing I'm talking about this morning. God saved you from your sin. I ain't going to make it through this message. Amen. God saved us out of our affliction. That affliction is what you feel way down deep inside. That affliction is what hurts. That affliction is that thing that you just can't seem to get over. God did not call His children to stay in that affliction. He called His children to get in the Word. He called His children to pray and seek his face. Hey, he called his children to fast. preaching your story today Sister, can everybody say in this house this morning, your story's in that book. It just hasn't been canonized. Amen. they caught down on me and told me how I was worth it. I remember now I was walking to God. Now I'm to stay calm. I'm just talking about my Savior. I remember how I'm accepted in the beloved. And I said, it's okay, fire. The Moan don't love me, my heavenly Father does. And I remember walking with God's hand in the midst of the affliction. I'm reminded of those three boys, those three Hebrew boys, when they was in that fire. And there was that fire, in the Bible said they saw a fourth man. Hey, man. Hey, you want to know who that fourth man was? Woo, Lord. It was the God of heaven. Dropped down in a furnace with him. I'm trying to tell you this morning. I'd rather be in a fiery furnace with God than out in the cool breeze of the day without him. I'm talking about i missed out on a lot of things in my life, honey. And I'm telling you. Jesus is just so much more to me. I talk about He plucked me out of a devil's hell. He set my feet on a solid rock. He established my going. Hey, He's proved Himself to me over and over again, and I'll never go back. Amen. I don't want to go back out into that life. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, we're just going to have a this morning. Y'all come on up. We're going to get in this altar this morning. All right, we're, just, we're just going to do things. Go into the service of God. Everybody up on your feet this morning. There are some things this morning. There are some things this morning that you need help with. Don't be prideful. Now's the time. Y'all come on up. I can preach over you. Now's the time. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, you've got to give it to God. I need some saints of God up in this altar. I need some people of God up in this altar. I need some people that need some help from the Lord up in this altar. Because I can't help you, honey, but the God of heaven will. Amen. What's it going to be this morning? What's it going to be? Are we going to grow? If we're going to grow, it grows with us. We can't do the same things we've always done.
1: I call and fall.
0: Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you for your touch this morning. God, you've been so real this morning, God. God, we don't deserve it. But God, you're still so good to us. God, I wouldn't trade anything in this world. wouldn't trade anything in this world for my salvation. Oh God, you're so good to me. Lord, thank you for saving me. God Lord, I'm so glad that my, my story's not over. God, I give my pen to you this morning. God, I yield my life to you. Lord, to serve you more. Lord to trust you more. God to follow you more. Oh God, purge me. Oh God, fill me. Oh God. God bless the church, Lord, those that are in this altar. Lord, we thank You for Your presence. Lord, help those that need help, Lord, those that are battling that sin. God, let them repent. Give it to You. God, turn to You. Lord, when they want to go back, Lord, let that sin be purged as they replace You with that sin. God, grow University Baptist Church. Lord, we can't do the same thing we've always done and expect a different result. So God, all we've done is we've yielded ourselves to you as willing vessels this morning. God, I hope you're pleased with us. God, I hope you're satisfied. And above all, God, I hope your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. God, if there be one that's lost this morning, Lord, I pray they don't leave. God, I pray they get a hold of me, get a hold of God, get a hold of somebody. Lord, that they receive salvation. God, there's so many people hurting in the church. God, just remind them once again how good you are. Remind them once again how you've called them from that life to a new life to be separated from this world unto you. And they ain't got a fear missing out. Because you're so much greater. Heaven's so much sweeter than anything this world can offer us. God help, in the name of Jesus,
1: we pray.